imagine how much I could make if I didn't have my corporate job, right? If I had all of that free time Monday to Friday to hustle and get more clients and, and work on projects and work on my own Instagram. And that for me was was the goal, you know, to hit those money income goals. It wasn't necessarily about amount of clients. It was just how much money I could make each month and what kind of projects I could get and how regular I could make it, right? Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So this week's podcast episode was inspired by a question that I got in a Q&A I did on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. And the question reads, how did you pay your bills when you quit your job? Surely your savings ran out at some point. Now I'm pretty pro quitting your job if you're unhappy. If you follow me on the gram, I talk about it a lot. I believe life is too short to stay in a job making you miserable. Like work takes up such a huge amount of our lives, you know, going Monday to Friday, if that's, you know, you're in a traditional corporate structure, it could be different if you're on shift work, maybe you even work 12 hour days, 12 hour shifts. And it makes up a huge part of our every day, our week, our months, our years, our entire life. We're going to be working until we retire. So why do something that makes you miserable if it's going to take up such a huge amount of your life? And people who meet me, it's, it's, it's a little bit dangerous to have a conversation with me because if you slightly dislike your job and are thinking about quitting, you might meet me and after one conversation with me being like, quit, 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 you're like, yeah, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to leave my job. It's like this contagious virus that I spread of, of making people want to start businesses. <laughs> Maybe virus is a bit negative, but you get my point. Maybe a bit too topical, too sensitive at the moment. And so, yeah, that's, that's my perspective on quitting your job. But I do believe there's a right way to go around it. And when I encourage people to find a different career path or start their own business or become a social media manager like me, I still believe in having a plan and not just up and quitting. So when I had this question come through my Instagram, I kind of laughed because I was like, okay, I probably do sometimes give off that impression. Like, yeah, let's all quit our jobs. YOLO. Like we could just live off our savings. But in reality, my journey of quitting my job, which I really want to dive into today, was quite different. It was very well planned out, probably over planned. And there were a whole lot of steps that I went through to go from starting my side hustle, building up my side hustle to quitting my job and going full time. And in that time period, I listened to so many podcast episodes like this about quitting my job because I found them so inspiring. And 
I know how difficult it is to do, right? It's one thing to sit here and chat about quitting your job, to listen to some podcast episodes, but when you actually go to do it, when you go to write up that resignation letter, it is terrifying. It is terrifying to take that risk, to go out on your own, to leave behind that security of, you know, your fortnightly or your monthly guaranteed paycheck, you know, that nice little pay rise every year for inflation and all of those little bits and bobs. And to say no to that, I don't think you really understand how terrifying it is until you hand in your resignation. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Feel free to jump over to my Instagram DMs if you have quit your job or you're thinking of it and what your experience was like. But today I really want to break down a couple of key tips and some steps that I think you need to check off before you hand in that little white envelope. So let's dive into it. Starting with tip number one, building your financial runway. This is a term that I picked up from an Australian business coach, Ruby Lee, and I really love it because it makes it sound glamorous. We're building a runway, like we're getting ready to launch our business and we need a runway for this big finale, this big moment of of explosion, of announcing we're quitting our job. But it is a very smart thing to do. And I believe having a financial runway, putting some savings in place, making sure you've got, you know, three months of savings to cover your bills, if you have rent to pay, all of those little things is really, really important. If you just up and quit your job with no savings, you're going to find yourself in a position where all of your money goes towards paying those bills. And when it comes to things like building a website or hiring a team member, you're going to not have the money and you're going to try to do everything on the cheap. You're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that course. I can't afford it. I'm going to try learn everything for free through YouTube videos, which, you know, is great to a certain point. But if you're really wanting to scale and level up in your business, you do need that help, right? And it's the same thing for me with my web website, I spent about $300, maybe $400 on my website. So it's it's significantly cheaper than hiring a web developer. I have done that now for some of my web pages. But in the beginning, it was great to have that couple of hundred dollars so that I could go buy a really, really awesome slick template, make sure my website looked so professional. I was able to buy my custom domain name. I was able to set up my custom email address with Google, all of those little things that those costs really do add up. I was able to invest in them without hesitation because I'd been saving money. I'd been building that financial runway and I'd I'd also forecasted some of my expenses. I'd created a really clear budget of like I was living at home with my parents, which was really awesome because my rent was obviously a little bit cheaper. But I'd created this forecast of, okay, how much rent do I have to pay? What's my phone bill going to be? What's my website cost? What's some other things like, hey, I want to budget $50 to be able to go out with my friends every month. You know, I mean, that's not a huge amount of money, but I was really, I was really scrimping like, okay, what's the bare minimum I can get by on? So create that financial runway, save up some money and create that clear sort of budgeting plan of, okay, what is this actually going to cost me every month? You have to get really real and honest and sit down with those numbers and you can't just ignore them. Like you need money to live in this world, right? We can't just go and live our dreams and not have to worry about paying for power or, you know, a phone bill or things like that. And you don't want to create that pressure on yourself. It's so hard to start a business in the first place. There's so much pressure and stress that comes with that. You don't want to have the added thing of, I don't have enough money, right? 
my next tip, which really stems from this question that I got on Instagram as well, and what I actually answered on Instagram, and that's giving yourself time. So give yourself time to build this financial runway, to save up some money, to make that plan, to figure out your budget. And don't feel this pressure to be like, okay, I hate my job. Ellen said I should start a business. I'm going to go hand in my resignation tomorrow. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't think that I'm encouraging people to do that. You do need a plan and it's okay to give yourself time. So for example, for me, I sat down in March and made a very clear three-month plan to quit my job. And if you have listened to other episodes of this podcast, you will know it actually took me 10 months because I was so terrified and had so much going on in my life that I was just really scared to do it. And I ended up getting a pay rise at work and they gave me some trips and they tempted me to stay. And that's, that's what kept me in a little bit longer. But the point was I had quite a clear plan, right? So I had this three-month plan. My goal in March was to make $1,000. My goal in, in, what's after March? I was going to say February. Oh my gosh. April, I mean, I, I swear I know my months. March, $1,000. April, $2,000. May, $3,000. That was my plan. And the whole goal was to try and match my corporate salary income before I quit my job. Because I knew if I could side hustle and make the same amount of money just by working after work and, and on the weekends on my side hustle, I was like, okay, if I can make two or $3,000 doing that on the weekends, imagine how much I could make if I didn't have my corporate job, right? If I had all of that free time Monday to Friday to hustle and get more clients and, and work on projects and work on my own Instagram. And that for me was, was the goal, you know, to hit those money income goals. It wasn't necessarily about amount of clients. It was just how much money I could make each month and what kind of projects I could get and how regular I could make it, right? Because you don't want to go out and be like, woohoo, I made $1,000 in this first month and then realize the next month you made $0. You know, you want to make sure you're hitting that consistency and that growth as well. So in the end, it did take me 10 months. And that was purely because I was terrified. And that's my next kind of, my next tip really is to prepare your mind and to really work on yourself as well as your business ideas. You guys know, listening to this podcast, I talk so much about mindset and confidence, and I really believe it's one of the most important things you can do in your business. And I did a lot of self-work on my journey to starting my business. Again, it was all part of that 10-month process, building my confidence I had a journal that I was writing in. I was writing my goals. I was writing my plans, doing my budgeting, but also just writing about how I felt. And, you know, I remember writing about, this is a situation I talk about in the Dishing Up Digital Schools. So those, those girls in the program will probably remember this or will sound familiar. But I had this client that I had a phone call with uh, in the second or third month of my business. And I remember chatting with them and they were like, they said this thing to me. They were like, oh, you know, we're thinking about doing X, Y, Z with our Instagram page but we'd love to hear what you think because you're the expert after all. And I was like, what? I'm not an expert. Like, mm. So I sat down in my journal after that call and really like wrote it out being like, 
I found this really interesting today that, you know, this potential client, this total stranger believes in me more than myself. What does this mean? Let's really unpack this and get into the nitty gritty of what's going on in my my mind and my negative thoughts, my limiting beliefs, my self-doubt. And that was incredibly helpful for me. And I think it's so important to invest that time in yourself, whether it's doing a course, hiring a coach, working in your journal. And for me, funnily enough, my journal was just, I mean, it was such incredible timing, like meant to be. I'd started journaling and working on this stuff and then went through a really bad breakup. And my journal basically turned into my little therapy diary for working through that heartbreak. And I always look back and think, oh, my journal was just so, so helpful, like in working through my emotions. And if I hadn't already have started my journal for my business, I don't know how I would have managed it or thought of doing it for my breakup and getting through those those emotions and, and healing that heartbreak. The next thing I would say about leaving your job and how to do it in the right way is less about the money and the plans and the strategy and the vine and all of that kind of stuff that I've just talked about and more just about the people. I'm such a firm believer in never burning bridges and always being the best version of yourself in a situation, always being grateful. As much as that job wasn't for me, I learned so much and I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities that I had to travel, to to network, to work with awesome people, meet awesome people. And it really gave me so many important skills that I needed to start my business, even though it just it wasn't right for me. It wasn't what I was passionate about. And I really wanted that freedom of the nine to five world. But I always believe, you know, if you're going to quit your job, don't walk in there and be like, suck it out of here later boys like hate you peace out wish I'd never been here bye like don't be negative and when it comes to quitting your job you know really try work with your employer to to create like a a good exit plan you know something that I did was I had uh, like an eight weeks notice period where I continued I handed in my resignation and continued working for eight weeks so that my company could try hire a replacement and it wasn't like I had another job to go to urgently so I was happy to work that out with them. And I I knew that, you know, New Zealand is a small place. The media industry is a small place. And I didn't want to burn those bridges. I wanted to still make sure that I was in a good place with my boss, with my colleagues, and that I had their support. And another great thing is to be loud and proud about what you're doing. Tell everyone why you're quitting your job. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, looking to do something new. And you're too shy to tell them that, hey, I'm starting a business. Again, this comes back to that working on your mind and your confidence and being able to be like shouting it from the rooftops. But a really cool thing that happened for me when I was leaving my job and telling everyone, my boss sent out a really nice email when I resigned being like, hey, Alan's going out on her own to start this business. This is the name. This is her, you know, how you can contact her, blah, blah, blah. And it was really cool to see my my old colleagues come in and support me, you know, follow me on Instagram. And one of my, my old colleagues or one of the contractors I work with actually became one of my first clients when I went full time. And that was a connection purely from a fellow makeup artist I was working with. I was telling them all about my business and they were like, hey, you should work with that other friend of ours, that other person we're working with. You know, I can totally see you guys working together. And they kind of like boosted my 
of confidence and we're like, hey girl, come over here and talk to Ellen. She's going to be your new social media manager. So it's really cool. Once you tell people what you're doing and starting your business, there is the opportunity to get support. And it might even surprise you. You might come from a work environment where maybe they haven't always been super supportive, But I think when it comes to starting a business, people will surprise you. They want to root for you to win and they will admire your confidence and your guts. Maybe they even secretly want to start a business or go out on their own. Or in my case, I did work with a lot of freelance writers, freelance makeup artists, uh, freelance stylists. So they were running their own businesses. So it was great to connect with them and, you know, get a bit of an experience, get get some advice from them and get those referrals. and, And it's just a really nice thing to do. So never underestimate the the power of of leaving in a positive place or leaving a positive (laughs) story behind you you know don't burn those bridges connect with your old colleagues make sure everyone knows where you're going and and again I actually had some of my former colleagues come to me for private coaching and Instagram training sessions because after I left unfortunately the company was shut down in COVID And a lot of them turned to freelancing and it was really cool to be able to help them and then have them as almost my clients as well. So you can really see from what I've talked about in this episode that quitting your job really is a process and there can be a right and a wrong way to do it. And honestly, if I had a student come to me who's like, hey, I just quit your job and I'm doing your course or I'm doing your private coaching like I'm so excited to start my business, my first response would probably be to go and get some sort of job, even if it's just part-time. I've heard of so many entrepreneurs who have, you know, worked in cafes, worked in retail, been waitresses, etc., just to fund their business and give them a little bit of income. So for me, if you're like this person who asked this question about, you know, quitting your job and living off your savings, surely you're going to run out at some point. Yes, you will run out. Like, let's be real. You can't just quit and then expect to have, you know, I don't know, a couple of thousand dollars to invest in your business. And, you know, you don't know how long it's going to take for things to pick up and for those clients to really start coming in regularly. You have to be prepared. And if you are so miserable in your job right now and you can't bear the thought of going every day and you're like, I have to quit. Like I've listened to everything Alan has said today, but I don't even have the energy to juggle a side hustle right now. You know, I know a lot of people that are in very, very demanding jobs. Maybe they are working weekends. Maybe they're working, you know, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and they're just exhausted. If you are in that scenario and you want to go out on your own, but you you need some more breathing room, but you also need to pay the bills, think about taking a, a step back and getting a little bit of a part-time job working in a cafe. A lot of people are hesitant to do this because they are worried about the perceptions of other people and looking bad and looking like a failure, leaving their maybe their nice corporate job and taking a a retail job that there's that societal view that, you know, that's considered a failure. But one of my favorite coaches, actually, Vanessa Lau, I actually did an interview on her podcast, Turn Your Followers Into Clients. So definitely go check that out. But her whole story was she worked for L'Oreal Cosmetics, like had her dream job in business. I think she was in the marketing department, maybe. She'd done a business degree. 
And she decided to quit and go work as a waitress while she figured out what she wanted to do and starting her business. And this meant she had that little bit of waitressing money to invest in her first coach. I know she worked with Erin May Henry, another great person to follow. And then she had the money to, you know, start her website, design her website and slowly started building up her clients and then just exploded from there and now has the Boss Graham Academy. I'm such a fangirl of her. <laughs> Definitely recommend the Boss Graham Academy if you are a coach looking to start your business and scale. But I just love how in her story, she took that knock backwards. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go from working at L'Oreal Cosmetics in their head office in Toronto, I think it was. And I'm going to work in a cafe because I just need time and, and, and space to figure out what I want to do. And if that's you, it's totally okay. Like just ignore what everyone else thinks and focus on you. It's all about just thinking a little bit smarter. That's what I'm trying to get across with this podcast episode. It's about thinking, okay, I'm unhappy. It's time to take action. I don't want to get stuck in this job. I don't want to get caught up in this rat race in the corporate world. But it's about being a bit more strategic, making those plans, Let's recap what we've talked about. We've talked about creating that financial runway, really analyzing your budget and how much money you need, making that plan, giving yourself time to make that plan and not just up and quitting. You know, it could be a three-month plan. It could be a 10-month plan. It could be a year-long plan, actually. One of my friends who lives in, Vict- uh, lives in Victoria, lives in Wellington. Her name is Victoria. Uh, she runs a business coaching little side hustle and she made a year-long plan because she's a teacher and she's like, I'm going to finish this school year up and then go into running my business full time. So she gave herself a really nice big window to build up her business. And again, it meant she had the money from her teaching job to fund things like her website, her Kajabi course uh, host, her, her, her business photos, her, her portrait photos, all of those little things she could fund. And we actually connected because she also did a course with Sabrina Phillips and I was on the same, same course. So it was really awesome to be in an international course with all these different people and then have the two of us from Wellington like, hey, I live literally 10 minutes away from you. So fun. But anyway, I loved how she did that. She created that plan. And the other thing we've talked about in this podcast is, you know, working on your mindset, working on your confidence. Then we talked about quitting in the right way don't burn those bridges learn to shout from the rooftops that you are starting a business tell everyone start building up your network and really be confident about your decision and then of course the last thing we've talked about is quitting and and picking up some kind of part-time job a retail job a waitressing job to help fund your business and give you space and time to start so i really hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast episode remember the dishing up digital school is open for enrollment for if you're watching this or listening to this sorry on a Monday it's actually only open for two more days so you got to get in quick if you are listening to this a little bit later on there will be a wait list available on the website for when I am taking the next round of students so thank you again so much for listening and for tuning into the podcast I really really appreciate it remember to rate review subscribe all of that good stuff and I will chat to you in the next episode bye guys